Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. Today we'll be talking about some of the news topics from across the country. Starting with our first story today, Thailand's former Prime Minister Thaksin is facing fresh charges under the Les Majeste laws. Mm. Thai police have charged former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra with insulting the monarchy based on the comments from a 2015 interview in South Korea. This comes as Thaksin, a billionaire who was twice Prime Minister before being ousted in 2006 coup, returned from self-exile and was jailed on corruption charges. The complaint was filed by the military government that overthrew Thaksin's sister government in 2014. Despite Thaksin's claims of loyalty to the monarchy and his request for fair treatment, he now faces potential prosecution under Thailand's strict Les Majeste laws, which carry severe penalties for perceived insults to the monarchy. This law has been increasingly used against political figures and dissenters, uh, especially since pro-democracy protests in 2020. Texans' recent return to Thailand and the subsequent reduction of his jail sentence amid his party's controversial return to power have fueled speculation about political maneuvering. Texan remains a polarizing figure celebrated for his populist policies, but opposed by the royalist and pro-military establishment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, coming back after all those years, like obviously there was some wheeling and dealing for mm. his special treatment and things yeah. like that. But now they're drumming up fresh charges against him. They from, are from a 2015 interview, right? Like I'm sure there's a big backlog of stuff they can go back and find. So it seems like his mm. troubles aren't over. And he's got his own private jail in the hospital because mm. he's got a lot of health problems, uh, mm. long-lasting health problems, apparently. Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, well, well. I hope he's getting better. Yeah. He was fine on the way coming here. It's just when he got here, he got sick. I, I, it happens. I mean, if you start facing all these charges, I would start to feel unwell myself, too. True. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we'll see what yeah. happens there. All right, well, anyways, on to our next story. So a very violent altercation on one of Thailand's most famous islands uh, ended near tragedy. Uh, British backpacker Hugo Mooney from Bristol suffered a near-fatal injury after being stabbed in the neck with a jagged beer bottle by one Eleron Alias during a brawl at Bamboo Bar in Copenhagen. The incident occurred on January 28th around 11.30 p.m. amidst Mooney trying to protect a female friend from Alias's unwanted advances. A Canadian doctor was present at the scene, provided crucial first aid, saving Mooney's life. Now, after the attack, Mooney was hospitalized and began recovery, while Alias was arrested but later released on bail. Mooney, who had tried to intervene when he noticed Alias's inappropriate behavior towards women, expressed frustration and fear over the handling of the case, including being coerced into a settlement during his police statement. The local police have assured that the investigation will continue in accordance with the law, amidst concerns of possible legal maneuvering and Mooney's ongoing recovery from his injuries. That was horrifying. This guy was just trying to protect a girl at a bar. Homie mm. shattered a glass bottle, stabbed him in the neck. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, this guy was just trying to be a good Samaritan and do the right thing. And then the other guy is released on bail. This is a, It's like attempted murder. This guy mm. stabbed him in the neck, man. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, uh, it seems like a miscarriage of justice so far. But I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, ho hopefully he's brought justice. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's really going to happen to him. Mm. These stories actually happen a lot more than that they're actually reported, mm. uh, especially on like smaller islands like Gopangan and, and you know, and we all know about Got Thao. <laughs> I'm not even going to start. Yeah, I'm not going to start uh. over there. Uh, at least, uh, yeah. 
It's uh, yeah, it can be scary. But uh, <coughs> yeah, this one's going viral right now, so we'll see what happens. All right, well, mm. we're going to move on to our next story, which takes us back to politics. Mm. This story is regarding PETA and the Move Forward Party are under threat of dissolution. Mm. Thailand's Move Forward Party, which emerged as the leading party in the last year's general election, is under threat of being disbanded following a constitutional court ruling against its pledge to amend the Royal Defamation Law, Article 112 of the Criminal Code. This law, criticized for its severe penalties and use of use as a political tool is at the heart of the controversy surrounding the MFP. Following the court's decision, multiple complaints seeking the party's dissolution and lifetime bans for its lawmakers have been filed, citing the party's stance on reforming the Les Magistre law. The situation unfolds nine months after the MFP's electoral victory, which was stymed by the military-installed Senate's refusal to endorse its leader, Pitalim Jadonrat, as prime minister, reflecting the deep-rooted influence of Thailand's royalist conservative elite. The potential dissolution of the MFP echoes the fate of the future forward party, a precursor reformist party which was dissolved five years prior, leading to significant political unrest. Some experts suggest which keeping the MFP half-dead may be preferable to dissolution, which could trigger further political instability. Mm, I think that's an interesting concept, uh, uh, keeping MFP half-dead rather yeah. than dissolving it completely, because yeah. yeah, they saw what happened last time, it dissolved completely. Big protests, mm. and then the formation of a new political party that was yeah. essentially the same thing as before. Yeah. So uh, they've definitely done a lot to try to kneecap Pita and uh, his political party. But I think, uh, yeah, the people spoke. Mm. <laughs> they voted for him. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you're going to be going against him, you're really going to be going in against the will of the general population. Well, I guess we'll see again. Les yeah. Majest, big in the news today. All right, uh, on to our next story. So there is a new bill that's been sent to the prime minister's office that could see the end of recreational use of cannabis in Thailand. So Thailand's health ministry, led by Prime Minister Chonan, uh, plans to seek approval from Prime Minister Sreta Thavisin's cabinet uh, a draft bill to ban recreational cannabis use, marking a significant shift from the country's previous policy. This move comes after Thailand, uh, under a previous administration, became the first Asian country to decriminalize cannabis in mid-2022, leading to the opening of thousands of cannabis-related shops. The proposed legislation aims to limit cannabis use strictly to medical and health-related purposes, aligning with Sreta's campaign pledge before the May 2023 election to curb recreational consumption due to addiction concerns. This initiative reflects a U-turn from the landmark legislation enacted last year, emphasizing the government's intention to quickly enact these amendments. What? No. Mm. Um, I, like it's. It was. You know. I guess they let the 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 barn doors were open and they let all the horses yeah. out very quickly. But now trying to corral them all back in, it's going to be really difficult to see what this policy looks like yeah. as it unfolds. And not only that, thousands of shops opening up around the country. That's propping up a lot of the commercial real estate market. It's gonna, it's gonna annoy a lot of business owners mm -hmm. and a lot of people who are quiet, uh, you know, who, who started making a living because of these opportunities mm -hmm. provided by the government, and. Of course, not it, it, maybe not the tourists so much because they come here for a lot more reasons mm -hmm. than just cannabis. But um, I mean, it's gonna annoy just a lot of people. For sure, to, to the fact the the flip flopping that Thailand is yeah. commonly known for. Mm. Uh, this will just prove that you know they just. It, it seems to be like Thailand's general strategy with a lot of these things is to keep things sort of like uh, in, in this gray area so that when they want to enforce and drop yeah. the hammer down, they have that option to do it. But in the meantime, most of the time, that hammer's not dropping. So uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be, we'll see what happens because first, the bill has to pass. 
then they have to enforce it. it. Yeah, 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 like true. so. Well, this is... and, and you can expect backlash. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Especially amongst the, there's so much foreign investment and ties mm. wrapped up in the scene now. So it's a, a lot of opinions. Hmm. A lot of opinions. All right. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our next story, which is some great news. If you like holidays, Songkran Extension, the government has announced plans for a much longer celebration than usual. Hmm. The Thai government, following UNESCO's recognition of the Songkran Festival as an intangible cultural heritage of humanity, has announced plans to organize World Songkran Festival activities throughout the country. This initiative aims to promote the festival's rich cultural traditions across all 76 provinces and 50 districts of Bangkok, highlighting activities such as offering alms to monks, paying respects to elders, and engaging in cultural performances and water-splashing festivities. The announcement underscores the government's effort to celebrate Songkran, the traditional Thai New Year observed from April 13 to 15 on a global scale. Following a successful application submitted by the government of Prayut Chan Osha to UNESCO in March 2020, this global recognition not only celebrates but also aims to preserve the festival's cultural significance and practices. Great news for people going on holiday. Extremely bad news for businesses trying to operate a business. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is it's a long song grunt, man. I don't know how it's gonna go. In general, everybody uh, only works like I think ten or I think twelve days. Uh, like, Counting all the weekends mm -hmm. plus the uh, day offs you get for April oh, yeah. and the other public holidays. Uh, I think on average people only work 12 days in April, 12 to 15 days. <laughs> That's wild. Legally, I, legally, 12 to 15 days. Yeah, I, I like a little time off. Might, might have so, some Songkran holiday. Yeah, Thailand's just going for the just just go for a month long hiatus. Just shut the country down. <laughs> yeah, use your sick days, fill in the gaps. You'll yeah. be good. Because yeah. even most shop owners, like 7-Eleven, will be open, but most shop owners, you know, they they go back to their own own province mm -hmm. and go to visit their family, and the country kind of shuts down. Yeah, in a bit, and but yeah, that's uh, but again. And I guess the, the whole point of this is try to make a bigger push for more international recognition of yeah. the holiday. Like, you know, Chinese New Year is huge all over the world now. Yeah. Uh, things like Holi, the Indian festival, mm. is also pretty big. So why not Songkran? I think it's uh, it's safer probably than Holi, too. It's just water. None of that yeah. None powdery of the powder stuff. Yeah. Your eyes. Exactly. Uh, well, some people do. I mean, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so good news for for that. Uh, and uh, mm. hopefully this uh, Songkran, you all can take a trip. To the land down under. <laughs> land of smiles. Uh, land of smiles, I mean. Land of smiles. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are some of the stories from across Thailand today. There's more stories, of course, on thetiger.com. We'll see you live again tomorrow morning. Until then, see you. Take care. Bye bye. Mm.